is where the magic happens. I mean, this is like perfect. I mean, every time Angela and I do a mic check right before she goes, how do I sound? I'm like, great. And then, <laughs> then when she does the intro, like she moves closer to the mic. Oh, I, sorry. I didn't. I'm, <laughs> no, but I think, <laughs> but it was, you went, you went deep instead of high. You usually go high on the intro. Like da, 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 da. But this time you went, <laughs> this time you went Gollum. You went Gollum on, yes, the, on the intro. Gollum. We just had a watch party. That voice makes me want to burp. Um, we just had a watch party, our first watch party last night on Netflix. And uh, it was super fun. Thanks, patrons, for coming and watching what was supposed to be a much scarier movie in my imagination. But hey, I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. That was, it was a good time. It was fun. Uh, we figured out the technical difficulties uh, at first because uh, it was being wanky. And then uh, yeah, we got in there and uh Wanky. Pretty, pretty good movie very uh good movie for uh you know a strong you know a very Power. strong feminist lead yeah uh, or feminine lead um and uh you know, yeah you know it was crazy prairie and i were both like how do we know this actress and prairie looked her up and she wasn't in anything we knew and then today prairie was moving her books around and an old playbill fell out from between them and she opened it to the page of that actress. And I was like, there are no coincidences. And this person was in um, Cabaret on Broadway when Emma Stone did the lead and not Jennifer Jason Leigh, which, sorry, Emma, but Jennifer Jason Leigh is the best Sally Bowles ever. Well, I mean, For all you you're hard pressed to find. Fans. I mean, I've, you know, Jennifer Jason Leigh obviously has a soft spot in any person's heart who, of a certain age, who watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High um where she was like the incredible uh character in that so like the uh you know talk about a you know uh, that what a great movie that was i mean it, it yeah you know, it, it made so many people's careers but like also to um have a high school kid have an abortion in a movie no shit that is, was ahead uh, of its time yeah we're talking what late 80s early 90s mm -hmm. very early 90s i think the latest I I ended up looking up trivia for that movie just like maybe two weeks ago. Did you know that Nick Cage, because I always forget he's Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. Do you, do you remember uh, that? Yeah, yeah, I forget yeah. that too, yeah. So he was in that movie and he was supposed to be a lead or one of the, one of the main kids, I think, but they demoted him to like fry cook, literal fry cook in the background because he kept going off script and improvising and everybody on set hated him and he would like throw his uncle's name around supposedly. Yeah, because it's Richard Linklater's film. It's not your uncle's film, bro. Yeah, it's not your uncle. You're not at your uncle's house. Cool it, Nick I mean, Cage, you crazy I, son of a bitch. I guess I just don't. This is one of those things <laughs> in like show business that I just don't understand. Nepotism. Mm. It's nepotism, but it's it's more it's it's different. It's like what I'm talking about is like these people who these actors and you know, there's an old adage that like you have to be crazy to make it in this business, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, which isn't true, but you have these actors who are, you know, like I don't want to say entitled, but it, it, I guess it is yeah. entitled Yeah. where they feel like they can do whatever they want. And then for some reason, people put up with them. Yep. I have a thing about, okay, so you read all the stuff that JK Rowling just fucking did and said all the dumb stuff, all the incredibly out of touch stuff. Do you, do you know what I'm, what I'm talking about? I'm, I'm a little, them? I'm familiar with like the controversy surrounding her, although I haven't, I haven't, I haven't 
like dove deep into i'm just over reading anything she kind of says about this yeah she's it's like she's trying to ruin the series at this point but um she uh she said some really dumb shit about trans people and uh i was reading it and i was like i was like how does she not know how like remarkably ignorant and insensitive the things she's saying are she she for real is so out of touch and i think that this is the danger of becoming too rich you know you go up in your ivory tower and you don't remember real people or what the real world is like or what things look like and you get like you're all fucking twisted up in your crazy rich head i mean it's it's not an enviable place when you see someone so out of touch, so fucking stupid, say such stupid things about the trans people. Um, even, did you see the video? I have to stop. I, I've, I'm taking a big news break soon. There's just too much bad stuff happening right now. Um, but this dumbass, privileged white woman in San Francisco goes up to um, one of her neighbors who she does not realize has lived there for 18 years and is giving him shit for using chalk on the front of his building to write Black Lives Matter. And she's just being super condescending. She puts like her finger to her chin and talks down to him. It was so obnoxious. She's threatening to call the police basically that he's using chalk on his own building. Um, And it just made me really fucking mad. She's already been outed. She's just another white rich woman. And I'm just like, you know, I've never really envied people with money because it just looked so boring. And I know, I know, I also have always been pretty in touch with my, my soul contract, but whenever my friends would say, don't you just ri- wish we were, I, I've had this friend who would always say, don't you wish we were Paris Hilton and we could just go shopping all day? And I would say like, no, that sounds awful. It like, does sound I, awful. It does. I don't want to go shopping all day ever. I mean, like, Never is that my plan for my day, my life. Like that's so out building of touch. a hollow mountain. I mean, that's that's what yes. that's what people are doing. And like when it comes to like J.K. Rowling, it's it's one of these things where you know you you wrote some books that um, that people loved. And, Amazing books. Uh, they got turned into movies, so even a wider audience, uh, you know, was introduced to this world you created. But that doesn't mean you have any idea what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, or and, what the real world is. And what the real world is. And maybe the problem is that she's been surrounded by so many yes people for so long that she feels like anything she says should be right. Maybe. And, and when, because, I mean, the fact that she is so out of touch, um, with like just basic empathy and understanding oh of, of like, cause at the end of the day, it's like, it's so much easier for certain, you know, rich, wealthy, specifically white people to, you know, um, for some reason they, they have a real struggle against admitting they may have been wrong about something. Yeah. Um, they'd rather, they'd rather feel right than do what is right. And when challenged, they just dig in their heels because they don't want to admit they're wrong because I can't be wrong because money solves everything. And, you know, I've always been right. So there's no way I could be wrong. But like I'm reading this book right now. It's called Now, The Physics of Time um, by this uh, scientist, this very well-respected scientist, Richard Moeller. And he um, so far, the book is 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 amazing. Right. It's trying to figure out like the moment of now and like what it means scientifically the like present and like to be present things like that so he used to be a darling of the uh climate change uh skeptic movement because he was skeptical about 
global warming. And, and the reason he was uh, skeptical about global warming is because he didn't trust the models that were uh, being used and built to examine the evidence because he thought they had bias in them. So he got together all these like top notch, like Nobel prize winning is one of them scientists. They got together and they built a, they built a model to try to eliminate bias. And at the end of the day, he realized the only thing that makes this model work uh, to understand the increasing temperature is the greenhouse gas effect. So he went wow. from being like the poster boy for like climate deniers being like, yeah. well, Richard Mueller is like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so then he flips the page and goes, listen, I was wrong. Good for him. I was wrong and blah, 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 blah. So and now it's like, oh, he's paid off by the DNC and blah, 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 um, blah, blah, right? It's like, it's like if a flat earther went to space and saw the earth was around, they'd be like, well, this is a hologram being projected uh, yes, by a space yes. projector. You know, the moon <laughs> is just an amplifier. So um, it's, I mean, that's the thing I do love about scientists as much as they try to poo-poo woo stuff um, sometimes is that most of them, when examining evidence that's new to them, Mm -hmm. will gladly change their mind because they're not emotionally attached. Yes, because they're, right? they're men and women and people who don't even need a gender of science. They're fucking scientists. Yeah, I mean, J.K. Rowling could really learn something from people who just uh, just say, I'm you know just... what, um, I was wrong. And yeah. but, but at the end of the day, maybe she doesn't believe she's wrong because... She does not. She, she does not. She doesn't understand... She's out and, of touch. I think. And all right. you She's have totally to do, yeah, all you have to do, J.K. Rowling, who I'm sure is listening to our podcast, all you have to do is just read some of the tweets about yourself to understand how fucking out of touch you are. I mean, it's it is boggling my brain that the woman who could create. But here's the thing: she's obviously a channel. She's just a channel. I'm a channel. Lots of psychics are channels where we just get downloads you know i mean i'm more than just a channel i'm not going to just write myself off but like she channeled those books those books are from a higher power and now we can't we take the credit away we give it to whoever gave her those books some beautiful bright source gave her those books so bye jk rowling yeah and it's like it because it's the same thing with like the all lives matter people oh my god it's yeah <laughs> this is so simple to understand. Um, it's like someone saying, um, this is like really like simplifying the matter. But like, for example, if someone was like, I won't eat at McDonald's, I'll only eat at Burger King. You know, Burger King has the best burgers. It's like, why does Burger King have better burgers? Well, because McDonald's is, the, I don't like the name of McDonald's. It's like McDonald's <laughs> yeah. is not its name it's all the things that it's you know make so i saw someone make a post saying that like you know all lives matter this lives matter blah 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 blah, blah like a list of the, all lives that matter it was very conspicuous the one uh out of this very diverse list of all the different lives that matter guess which one was left off black lives matter was left off of so it's in the argument against black lives matter saying that all lives matter it's 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 excluding black lives what the fuck right it's just but it's just the mentality like if people can't get past the name of a movement mm -hmm. to understand what that movement is about i'm just done talking to those yeah. people in a way that's trying to explain it i mean i'd love to be able to explain it to them but clearly they don't want to be explained to they want to feel like they're right they don't yeah. care what is right and yeah. 
maybe it's a it's it's emblematic of the, the greater societal change that is currently underway and this is why i'm so excited about the future because there is fundamental change happening that the occupy wall street movement was unable oh, yeah. to achieve unfortunately um because i was big into that but yeah me too but people start making money again guess what you know then they're 99 you know uh, problems of being the 99%, um, you know, not, I got 99 problems, but the 1% ain't one is no longer <laughs> their issue. Right. But this, uh, the black lives matter movement is something that doesn't go away when people suddenly are making more money. Cause yeah, even, you're right. So that's why I'm very excited because this is sustainable and that's why I'm so excited about it. It feels like yeah. we never go backwards at this point. Like we're we're on a new we're on a whole new trajectory. Yeah, um, but this you. is also I know it sounds like we're rambling, but we're going to talk today about shadow work, uh, which a lot everybody is doing, um, and litho, which is a great time to kind of like uh, just throw it all, burn it all after you get there. Um, but Ryan, do you know that um, sh the shadow self was actually uh, um, invented by Carl Jung? The psychoanalyst oh, and psychiatrist. I think I'm I, a I man of it, science. Even even if I did know it, I, I didn't. It wasn't at the front of my mind. That's interesting. I, I do like. Yeah, that. I do too. I didn't know. I went looking up like where did this come from, um, but it's it's basically the part of ourselves that we try to deny or hide. Um, and he said, and it, it is there is magic. Like there is actual like magic you can do for your shadow self. Um, but he said, everyone carries a shadow and the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life, the blacker and denser it is. That's so interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Stuff. It's yeah. like, and I think that definitely apply. I mean, to tie all of this stuff in, mm. you know, Litha is also about, you know, in the solstice is all about the balance between fire and water. Yes. Right? So, yeah. so, I mean, cause if, Shadow work is being, whether people wanted to do it or not, it's being forced on them in, in, in this country yeah, and, uh, and right around now. the world because, and it's uncomfortable stuff and you will always be better for doing it. Like, I don't, I don't want to address all the, you know, the, uh, the privilege, um, that I've been ignoring, even though I thought I'd been pretty aware of it and was doing my best to like, you know, fight against it. Like, uh -huh. you know, but in, it's not trying to make, I'm not talking about white guilt. I'm just talking about responsibility to fellow human beings for, yeah. for equality and justice for all. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's difficult to confront knowing you haven't done enough. Yes. It's not easy. And oh my I have God. confronted yeah. that and it's fucking hard. And that's what shadow work to me is all about. Um, mm -hmm. and then also using that energy and using that knowledge and finding that balance between fire and water, dark and light yeah. and understanding that no one's fucking perfect. Uh -huh. And it is only through acknowledgement of past errors that we can correct a future. And, you know, it's all about what magic is. It's about fucking changing your frame of mind and creating yeah. the world that you want to see in your mind or through your meditations and then therefore fucking manifesting it. Yep. Yep. And you and I just went through our Uranus opposition. It's going to retrograde and go back into my degrees in January, February, but we're both out of it right now. And uh, since I came out of it, 
What's really crazy, um, a, a lot of people know this because I posted it to social, but um, my dog just died last week and I had to put her down myself, which was like the thing that I've had her for so long, like 11 years I've had this dog. And the one thing I did not think I could ever do would be to put her down when necessary, but she was bad. And I just kept begging her to just go into the light, like on her own. And holy shit. I mean, I'll spare the details, but this was, and I know lots of people have done this. It was the worst thing I've ever had to do. And so since that happened, um, just a few days ago, I am guilt tripping myself and I'm telling myself I was a bad dog owner because she got cancer and her kidneys were failing and she was almost 15 years old and she was a puppy mill rescue. And, um, I, I posted this to you guys. If you are thinking about buying an animal, please know that most of those animals, pretty much none of them wanted to be pregnant. This is some handmaid's tale territory, buying animals. I'm not saying animals should stop breeding. There are plenty you can go and adopt, but my dogs, both of them had horrible sickly lives because they were overbred. Please, please adopt. If you want a specific breed, I guarantee you can find it. I wanted a Pomeranian. I rescued two puppy mill dogs. Also, purebreds are fucking busted. They're inbred. They're awful. They have so many ailments, all of them. Get a mutt. Anyway, I am um, really hard on myself right now about a lot of different things. Um, but I realized when my Uranus opposition started was when the dogs both started to decline. And what nobody knows is that every day for over a year, I basically, I had incontinent dogs. So I was, I would wake up and I would spend 30 minutes at least cleaning my floors. I had to mop my apartment constantly. I've had piddle pets. I've had floor diapers. I had two elderly dogs that I, everybody told me to put them down and there was no fucking way I was going to be able to do that until her kidneys started to fail. And she was, she had to pee constantly. She could not stop. She kept squatting and peeing blood. And I was like, this is it. She was just uncomfortable. She wasn't in pain yet. And that's when she went down. But for my entire Uranus opposition, while I'm looking inward and I'm not having a relationship very conveniently is when I'm also caring for two very sick elderly dogs the whole fucking year. So I'm like Betty Davis in Now Voyager, a great classic film. Everybody should watch it. Um, when her mom finally dies and she goes out and she's like hot and like fucking dudes on cruises and stuff, that's going to be me in 2021. Now my dogs are gone. I don't have, I, I am like, when I wake up and I don't have to clean the floors first thing, it's a weird new world for me. Um, but the other thing I was going to say, this shadow work that I've been really doing, I'm like living, I'm living in 11 years ago. 11 years ago with my ex who cheated on me, who was my husband in my last life, who cheated on me like crazy in that last lifetime. Um, the movie of that life just came out. I go to Rotten Tomatoes to pick a movie for us, for my mom and brother and me to watch, and there's that movie. So everybody's watching it, which made me feel really self-conscious. Um, it's a great movie. Everybody should read the book that she's writing in that movie, by the way. Um, anyway, I'm living in the pain of 11 years ago, and I don't know why, but I can feel it all. I can tell you like smells from my house from my last lifetime the fucking past life regression that I am dealing with right now. I also went through like a bit of anorexia last week where, um, 
I just didn't want to eat. It wasn't that I had shame about my body, but I was way too in touch with my very miserable body of my last lifetime. And I was like, I have to be skinny. I can't be skinny enough. I, there's no way I'll be skinny enough. And I was like, whoa, baby girl, this is, this is your anorexic brain from teenage years. Like this isn't your real brain, but it's like a weird time, like pockets of time that uh, are still alive and I keep ending up in them. You think like the past is gone and then a bunch of planets go retrograde and 2020 hits and it's like, fuck you. You don't know. You don't even know what you've gotten over yet because here it is right back in your face. I stalked my ex online like for multiple nights. Oh, that's crazy. Well, I wanted to say that it seems like, like specifically what you're talking about with Dolly and Daisy. Mm-hmm. Um, RIP to those beautiful souls uh, in this form is mm. that like they were your, you know, service, emotional support animals yeah. for so long that it's like this was your time to balance the scales for them before they left, cleaning up oh, their shit on the floor for, point. you know, for a year. So it was like, yeah. so it was like you returning the service that they gave to you for all those years um before they could actually move on they wanted to make sure you weren't in the negative on your ledger uh, ledger sheet oh i love that that's really great um yeah you're probably right it was so eerie too with dolly um her last day i knew because i go into survival mode when shit happens so i have like a good robotic maybe 48 hours and then the 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 emotions hit me, but I have like survival mode. And this is also anybody who's survived trauma, who has PTSD, like that's what we do. We either black out or we go into a robot mode. But I dug her grave the day before the vet came and she sat there and watched me dig her grave. And it was such a mind fuck to do that. I buried her right outside my bedroom window at my mom's house. She's sleeping on the other side of the wall of the corner that she slept in the whole time, every time we'd be here. So um, it was so sad too, like she just came out, she just kept peeing and thinking she had to pee. And, and I was planting, I bought an avocado tree for my mom. Did I already tell you, I, I planted 10 rose bushes. I bought mm-hmm. her all Yeah, because I busted your chops about giving your mom so much work to do after you left. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. To her, as like a mother. She, she's business, loving right? it. She's out there right now doing all. She she needs stuff to live for, you know. And now she's so into it. She had these little plaques made because all they're all um, different heirlooms. Like the one is the year Mark Twain is born. You know, all those weird years. But she had little plaques made with the year and the name of every one of them. And on the bottom, it says under all of them, planted by Angela Lovell. It's so cute. It's like they're all commemorative cute. rose bushes. But um, when I was when I was digging Dolly's grave. These, this couple on skateboards went by with their dogs and Dolly saw them and started to try to run after the dogs to play with them. And she can't run. And she starts running and I'm like, Dolly, Dolly, no, just, she wasn't going to get away from me. She's so old, but she fell on her face and she was all confused. Like, I can't even fucking run. Like it was so But guess what? Awful. She, that didn't stop her from trying. And so yeah. that's what I love about dogs. Cause my brother, I was there like a year and a half ago, two years ago, maybe a year and a half to when my brother had to put down his last dog, he had two dogs uh, and uh, Rocky was a German shepherd who had the hip dis- or whatever, where their, their back hips go out. Hip dysplasia. Hip Both of dysplasia. mine had it. Yeah. And so I was there with him when the vet came over to put, uh, to help Rocky move on. And wow. there's nothing fucking like it. But the interesting thing too, about, Dolly watching you dig her grave 
which I, th depending on your perspective, and unfortunately we have a perspective here in the West where we're supposed to, where so many of us want to deny the existence of death and not understand yeah. the, the beautiful transition that it is. Like to me, it's almost like you were being like, you know, and there's people out there, I'm, I'm using this term very loosely, but it's like almost like you are being her death doula for her. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I think it's a beautiful thing that she gets to see the spot, right? Like as yeah. opposed to like hiding it from her and it's where she would want to be. Of, of yeah, yeah, you're right. And my brother wanted to help. And I was like, I have to do it. I have to do it. Like I, I didn't want it to be like, where is it? Where, I'm just a delicate flower who can't take care of a hole in the ground. You know, I'm, I really... I, I appreciated everybody trying to help, but I knew that it was like between her and me. And then the vet who came over, I just was not impressed with her bedside manner whatsoever. I've got a lot of complaints about it, which who's going to like the person who comes and kills their dog, I guess too, right? Like I'm not going to take this to Yelp or anything. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it's matter. It's probably yeah. personal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with this, with this, okay. With shadow work though, because maybe some people are still like, well, I am still confused. Um, you guys, it's like, it's all the stuff that you think you should be ashamed of. So I'm saying, you know, I was, I'm having body shame. I'm having dog mom shame. I'm putting myself through these shames that don't serve a purpose, but they're here. So I have to explore them. It's everything. It's, it's envy, jealousy, rage, um, lust, like weird sex stuff that confuses you all the things like you're, it's basically your entire dark side. Um, it's, it's, and it's also it's like what there. you believe what you believe is your dark side. Like as like yes. what we've been told is our dark side. Like the things that we've been told to shun, to yep. hide, yep. to ignore, to push down, yep. to run away. And then from. and as we all know, when we do that, it it sabotages us. And so it's like the idea of repressing or suppressing your repressing or suppressing one's shadow can result in addictions, low self-esteem, mental illness, chronic illnesses, various neuroses, like fucks up your relationships, ruins everything. You're never fulfilled. You know, it's a whole bag of shit. And that's why you have to look yourself in the eye. It's like, I mean, a really good example I think would be, um, oh, there's a little red ant on me. They came in with these flowers that I had to trim. That's a fire um, ant. Yeah, it's fire ant. They don't bite me. I don't know why. I told you that on the podcast. Yeah. Um, they, they, my mom and my brother are terrified of them because apparently they bite them. Um, but uh, I guess I'm just not delicious enough these days. Um, but uh, yeah, what were you to say? Well, you're triple fire. I'm triple fire. Thank you, Ryan. That's a good point. Um, so I noticed something. Uh, I don't know that I've talked about this. In During my shadow work where I am so venomous towards um, a couple exes who were terrible pieces of shit, really, and terrible, did terrible things to me. So it's not like, you know, a lot of people want to lead with love and light and I have strived to be that person. That's not who I am. I am a fucking vengeful witch. And here's something that I have noticed in stalking all of them uh, during this whole Venus retrograde. They are unfulfilled. They are miserable. They are all dying alone. And you love it. I love it. But also, also, Ryan. And maybe you love it. Maybe because it was always 100% there in my subconscious that when I would go stalk them every couple months, I would be longing to see exactly that. Now, I consider myself very powerful. I am a master manifester. What if I have put 
so much energy into watching these failures occur. Energy that, here's my thing. What if I could have put that into other things? All right. Maybe I've, maybe I've, I would have liked that energy for myself, but it's too late now. The damage is done. And also when I was like, oh my God, should I try to undo this? Cause I, I really do feel like I've caused this harm. I've done this harm. The only two exes who have like kids and a wife, they're not really thrilled about their wives. And they were both guys that I was not, I left them, you know, pretty much. So I, I feel like I feel like, should I try to undo whatever I've done to the other ones or do I just enjoy it and just keep patting myself on the back for being like a vengeful, wicked witch? And I kind of like that. I kind of like it. You fucked me up two lifetimes in a row, buddy. You came at me so hard. And the thing is, um, I knew he was, I always knew he was going to cheat on me. That dude too, Ryan, he had Venus in cancer, but he was a Gemini and he had a Sag moon. Um, we had, we were, we were very well paired astrologically in both lifetimes. We have almost the exact same planets, but, um, um, and, and what else is funny is like, I forgot how much he envied me. I mean, he had a lot of envy and jealousy about me because I was a real writer and that's all he ever wanted to be two lifetimes in a row. He's wanted to be that. And buddy, you're an editor at best. You know, you can write, you can write your, um, technical shit. You can be a critic again and again, but you're never going to be a real writer. And also that's in my subconscious too, motherfucker. Don't put your dick <laughs> oh, in someone gonna... and lie to me about it. Getting this saucy. is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, um, let's take a quick break real quick. And then, yeah, let's take some and water. Come back. Uh, no, let's balance I'll that fire out with a little bit of water real in. quick. <laughs> um, okay. So well, this is a thought I have mm -hmm. on that allocation of resources, right? And when you're talking about, you know, should you, you know, undo it? I don't think maybe like it doesn't seem like something you have to undo. I mean, we could sit here and discuss like the nature of time and how mm -hmm. and how the future affects the past, past just as much. And by the way, yeah. uh, season three of the TV show Dark on Netflix is coming out on June 27th. So I'm very excited. Talk about the Ooh, future affecting it. the past. Anyway, um, but also it's a, it's a question of two lifetimes in a row. If you don't let it go, yeah. or does this mean that Lifetime, the next lifetime as well. Boom. Guess what you're signed up for? I I am very curious because the last guy I broke up with, who you know, we, you know, I wonder now, am I going to watch him die alone? Because again, it's in my subconscious a bit. Um, but he might be okay because he tried to come back and I rejected him. So maybe I won't care as much. Um, but also, I'm not a man hater. You know, this isn't even about like, wrecking a gender or anything. I'm not getting like Miss Havisham from Great Expectations on men at all. This is just people. And there are women too. There are women who fucked me over and they're in my subconscious as well. And they're not exactly thriving. So I would like to, at this point, stop putting energy into hate because this is hatred. I mean, I fucking hate them. I would like to reel that in and just like let the chips lie kind of thing here. But um, I am wondering, like, is, is this something now at this point, should I stop? Is this something I can well, stop? Think of it this way. Do you want to have to deal with this shit all over again in your next life? 
because Ugh. if you don't, I mean, and granted, I'm no expert and I can't tell you what your next life, next life's going to be exactly mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But it seems to me that if you're still devoting this much time and energy to trying to work through whatever lessons and, you know, relationships these were in this life, in the past two lives, you said, because this is, mm-hmm. you know, you said two lifetimes in a row now he's fucked you up. So like, yep. if you're focusing all this hate and anger uh, towards this person in this life, you know, that you know, building up such an intensity of, of energy there and focus, then, you know, what's to stop your next life after this one to be like, well, let's go back to where all that fucking energy we spent, because obviously we, we like to hang around there because we allocated all of our resources to it. So let's go back to that spot. Yeah. And also, I think I told you this, how I've been doing a lot of past life readings for people. And it's like the same stuff that comes up. And my thing, one, my biggest trigger is abandonment because of my parental shit that I've gone through. Um, even with the best parent, the one that I am still in touch with, um, abandonment is huge for me. And with this guy, I always knew he was going to fucking cheat on me. And and he told me like one night I got really drunk and I hit my head. Pfft, great, you know, in Brooklyn, of course. And he said, the whole way home, I just kept crying, you're going to leave me. And I never, I'm not insecure. I also, I'm, I'm possessive. I don't really believe like anyone can take away my partner. I don't have that mentality, but I do, I do have like a possessiveness where it's like, that's mine hands off, you know? But, um, um, I was always surprised that I could not believe otherwise about him because he flirted and that didn't bother me. I, it was like a thing we both did. We would flirt with other people, which I'm not, that's not really my ideal relationship. It was sort of like what we did though. He set that tone. And in our last lifetime, we had an agreement where he was allowed to fuck people outside of the marriage and it was mutual, but I was an obese woman with a bunch of kids who had terrible self-esteem and I wasn't going to fuck anybody, you know? Um, so it's like, and, and he was fucking all the students, which is so classic him in this life. Um, anyway, um, sorry, you guys, I'm really hungover from the watch party. <laughs> I keep, I keep starting these thoughts and then I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. Um, but I mean, but- all, this, all this dives into like confronting, you know, the shadow self and trying to understand, like for me, you know, at the end of the day, when you really go into all of this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this is the bad part of me when that's not the way to look at it. Um, yeah, that's not that's not what shadow work is, because when you get to the source of what your shadow self is doing, you begin to understand the motivation for the shadow self and the shadow yeah. self is is doing what it thinks um, is good for you. Right. So like whether that's protection or because of fear um, or trying to find comfort through yeah. addiction, like, oh, I need to, I need to comfort me. So in these, these drugs are yeah. giving me comfort, right? They're, they're giving me satisfaction and like comfort. So I, we have to keep doing that for him because like, this is what comforts, you know? Yes. Like, so, and it's all like a hardened shell of like trying to protect us. And for me, I mean, I'm I'm talking specifically for me. So when it comes to, you know, all the the shadow work that I've been kind of diving into confronting, you know, uh, confronting my actions um, or my inaction in certain areas. Yeah. Um, And it's, you know, because like I I get crippled by the fact that if I don't feel like I can solve the entire problem, that I'm I'm useless. 
right? When in mm-hmm. fact, that's not the case. So, no. um, so diving into the shadow self and doing the shadow work is so insightful to understand like, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to have this darkness and this lightness. Yeah. In fact, it's it, whether or not we want to accept that it's okay. Guess what? It's fucking who we are. Yeah. Um, thank so you. either accept it and, and work with it or not. Yeah. And the other side of it is I think like, wow, I'm a really powerful witch. I didn't light a candle. I didn't anoint shit. I just wanted it. I wanted to see them miserable and miserable I see. They all disappear. They did. They delete their social. And I think probably subconsciously they know that's still how I go look and make sure. Because I'm sure that I'm putting energy into it. They well, all. It's not like you ever talked about it publicly, so I don't know why how that how they <laughs> how they hear that you do that. I don't know how they get any idea that you might be up there. Because if they do like one tenth of the social stalking that you do, yeah, I think it would yeah. take maybe 17 minutes for them to. Uh, understand how you've been <laughs> well, this be great though. I feel like um when I do date again which I can feel is soon all of that changed I finally gave myself a reading for the first time in a long time the other night and it was so funny it's exactly what every psychic friend I have has been saying like whenever we swap readings it's the same reading that I've been getting for a year now but there are there are two guys there's like the there's like a fiery one and then there's the um very cold uh partner I think for the rest of my life but he I like a you know I like that that Spock energy that fucking analytical because I am emotional and fiery and I want like I want the air quality in my partner um you're but, a tennis ball looking for a wall oh, <laughs> I'm a tennis ball on fire looking for yeah. a waterfall <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that um so do you guys want to hear about Litha and magic and blah, blah, blah? Because I did put some good stuff together. Um, oh, I was also going to say about shadow work. You guys, when think of just, th- there are a lot of different things you could do. Like I'm writing letters right now. I'm writing these stories out that I remember. Cause I am trying to remember good times with him because, um, you know, I think if I can focus on the good times, that'll help when someone new comes in, I will remember the things I like and that I want in a partner. Um, but you know, write a journal, set intention with your dreams. Um, but write letters and burn them. That cannot be done enough. I think in any case, I do them. I do the pretty much every full moon. Um, but here's something that I really want you to think about. If you met with a friend and they said, I'm a jealous mess. I don't know why I'm so insecure, blah, blah, blah. You would say, let's talk through this. Like, come on, you're being hard on yourself. Let's talk through this. But when we when you go through a new relationship or something and you get triggered or you start to feel jealousy, you're never that kind to yourself. You know, you're never, you never check in with yourself the way you do with a friend. And I think that that's really important to remember to do, you know, say, say to yourself like, Hey buddy, but like, you know, this is probably related to your shitty dad. You know, let's, let's, let's backtrack and see when this started take yourself through this stuff like a best friend would. Don't be hard on yourself because the shadow, the shadow never goes away. All you can do is like, like get it into the light and dance with it. You know, like, I don't know, I guess, am I super thrilled about all my exes suffering? Yeah, I am. And I, does that make me an asshole? I don't know. 
I think we'd all be pretty happy if the people who did the worst things to us ended up miserable and alone. I don't think that that's so far fetched. Also, it's not like I did a ritual or set their house on fire. You know, it was just there in my subconscious and maybe don't fuck with people, you know, maybe don't hurt people. Cause maybe we can all, maybe we all have the capacity to ruin each other. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so Litha, Ryan, do you know, you know about Litha, you know about the wheel going into the water, right? The wheel on fire. Yeah. I know a little bit about it too. It's, it's interesting. Cause when you look into the, like the history of, you know, especially uh, specifically when you get into like the solar uh, holidays or the sun celebrations, mm. there's, yeah. there, there is debate about, you know, um, you know, between like classic uh, pagans and, and Wiccans and like, well, this is like new shit that shouldn't be either like these are like adopted uh rituals or yeah. specific celebrations that shouldn't be a part of of you know someone who's practicing like really old traditional uh you know magic in that way and it it's difficult to sift through all that to know but i do i love the idea of you know what it represents right and, yeah and you know what's going on and people need to figure out for themselves you know, what uh, proper celebrations and ideals and spiritual belief systems that resonate with them on a deep level, which is different than trying to appropriate someone else's culture, right? Exactly. When it comes to what does your spirit and what does your soul, what clicks for it, what helps you become, you know, the best version of yourself that you want and help you tap into your power that's different than trying to like take that from someone else um, and then profit from it or, or whatever. Yes. Well, and we, like I'm saying, we're very powerful. People gave these things power, these holidays, these planets, these planets had power anyway, but, but people have, have found power, sources of power in these things. Now, we absolutely need to be sensitive to the privilege and differences that, that lots of us have. But at the same time, like if you think that a white person can't tap into voodoo in Santa Ria, well then you're, you're crazy. Like those are, have been empowered for, for lifetimes. And we're all part of source. When we leave, we're all the same. We're all fucking connected on the other side here. We have big differences and we have to help each other overcome them and change the world, obviously. But you're right. Like people, I don't know. I don't think it is, it is a racist or a racist or a question of appropriation. It, Cause I've done Santeria, but I don't walk around calling myself like a voodoo priestess or a Santeria priestess. Cause like that would, that would be an insult. You know, it's, it's not in, it's not in my heritage. It's, it's when I honestly too, when I got married in new Orleans, um, we actually did a hand fasting, which is very, um, midsummer, um, you know, litha, um, and I wanted to hire a voodoo priestess to marry us. Only white people, only fucking white people were available. And I was like, yeah. no, fuck this. I'm not hiring well, white. It is, there priestess. is like interesting things to, you know, there's so many things to consider in this area. And I know with certain native American, um, stories, mm -hmm. um, cause I was researching, I was researching like skinwalkers and um, some other things uh, a couple of years ago. And the there's certain stories in Native American culture that can't be told during certain seasons. They can only be told at certain times of the year, right? And this is part of 
their belief system. And this is part of, you know, everything that goes into it. So when certain people come in and they discover all these different stories and they just want to go around telling them, it's like, those aren't your stories to tell outside of, you know, the parameters of what the story really is at its heart. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, so in that way, the appropriation of other cultures specifically by, by white people is coming in, looting a culture of, of, of their beauty, of their, of their uniqueness and of all their mythology and folklore and belief systems. And just going around like, isn't this cool shit? When the white person might not realize they think that they're like spreading knowledge, right. Or sharing information about a beautiful culture. But you know, in like a specific case, like some of these stories, they don't realize they're breaking the fundamental rule, rule number one of this story, right? Yeah. Uh, by sharing it. And, and that it's, you know, certain things aren't supposed to be written down. Certain things aren't supposed to be recorded. It's all yep. word of mouth because that's inherently what is at the heart of this story. And so like if someone has a podcast like me and wants to go on and start telling all these different stories, it's like I'm breaking the fucking rules yeah. because I'm not being respectful of what inherently is a major part of this culture and what is important to them. And that's yes, where yes. it can be. That's where it can be difficult. I know with some of the research I've done with voodoo and hoodoo and some of these other things, it's, you know, you know, like people will come into the culture, they'll take the things without having like a truly full understanding of them. Then they'll go out and start just talking about them and or posting them online when it's like, no, you're not supposed to be fucking doing that. Like that's not for you to do. Right. Yeah. And so I know that's a lot of, that's like one of the big problems when it comes to that. And you know, it's, it's impossible to know everything all at once, all the time, but it is possible to try to show a measure of reservation and uh, respect for other people and just just asking yourself, well, is this my place to tell this story or to give this information to people? Like, is it my place to do that? And I think as long as people are trying to ask themselves those questions, especially when it comes to like ancient magical practices that are of different cultures, and then we don't even have to get into, well, in a a couple past lives ago, I was a a voodoo priest, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, okay. Okay, but let's examine what you're doing now in this life with that information. Um, And is it being respectful to the people um, who it means the most to in this current life? Yes, yes. And so it's all very tricky, but it's very simple when you think of it that way. Like, am I being respectful? My God, that little red ant is on my laptop. Just going back and forth on the top. It's crazy. I love it. Is he following Um, my finger? Yeah. No, now he's coming down. Oh. He was going back and forth. He's trying um, to get away from my water she... finger because I'm all water. <laughs> Your water finger. He doesn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Well, okay. Wait, what was I going to say? Okay. So Litha, Litha, you guys, good news. It's a white people holiday. So um, well, <laughs> you're not going to be appropriate <laughs> for anybody who felt like they, this aunt is blowing my mind, who felt like they were going to be appropriate or, didn't, or sensitive to appropriate. So culture. anyone who may be white who's listening to this is what you Yes. Saying. Don't feel bad. Anybody can practice this. You're not going to offend anyone. Um, white people the, ain't got no culture. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's, it's basically the summer solstice. I think it's on June 20th this year. It's, it's, um, it's the solstice. It's the longest day. Um, Ryan, did you know that the word solstice is from the Latin word solstitium, which literally translates to sun stands still. Hell yeah, dude. I love that. 
Isn't that um, cool? Yeah, it is cool. Um, the idea of the sun standing still is, you know, it goes back to all the like the ancient measuring of the stars and mm-hmm. um, where, it feel, you know, as they say, it like looks like the sun is just literally quite standing still in the sky. Yep. Um, on the longest so day. So hot. So, mm-hmm. which is, which is pretty cool. It's like the one day the sun stops and says, how do I look? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like the sun's always on the move, like trying to, oh, I got people to warm up and shit. I got yep. crops to grow. I got shit yep. to do, right? And then that one day of the year, it allows itself to be like, what's up? Like, and just poses. <laughs> I love the like, idea of the sun just like taking a pose, like, you know, doing like some Schwarzenegger, like arm <laughs> You know, it's uh, getting on his tiptoe with its leg out, showing off its thigh muscles and flexing its calf. <laughs> yes. And everybody's that's just so like, oh, sun. damn, that's hot. That's so hot. Well, dude. You're really hitting the nail on the head. Uh, anybody who knows Leo's, Leo's are ruled by the sun. My moon is Leo. I can't do I can't do the video thing unless I put makeup and do my, my blow my hair out, even though that's, you know, it's hard to do these days. I haven't um, showered yeah. in six days, Leo. but I'm on camera right now. Damn. No, that's amazing. not true. I, I did shower yesterday. I um, usually have to shower to get the energy off after readings. I have to actually do like a full cleanse. Um, I have to do a full cleanse. Have I have to cut cords cleanse. in the shower. Yeah. I, I, and maybe it is part of being triple fire, but I have to like to cut ties with people and whoever pets, whatever pets I channel, anything like I have to, I got to go in the shower to do it. Um, I can do it a little bit before, but the shower really gets it right. Um, so, um, okay, guys, Litha, it's all about inner power and brightness. The people, Brian, they like to make bonfires in the past. We can still do this. You can jump over a fire for good luck, but you ideally- be very careful. Be very careful. We don't suggest this. Make it a small one. Make it a small- Make it a little fire. Just Um, put a candle on the ground and jump over it. (laughs) You totally could. What is that stupid child thing? That poem, Jack, somebody jumped over a candlestick. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. Jack jumped over the candlestick. And then he- He was doing Litha. But he didn't get too high, so he burned his dick. Is that what it? Wow. Well, probably Andrew Dice Clay Clay one. I'm I'm sure the Andrew Dice Clay one. Oh nine nine, not too high. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) So. Oh now, um, why did you mention that? Now I've got all of this. Because you can jump over candles. Don't do that. That's horrible. Um. So ideally, you want to do your litho magic at noon because that's when the sun is going to be its brightest and highest um, the, uh, on, on the solstice. So um, it's a good time to do love magic. Anything you want to get fired up, air quotes, fired up about is litha. Um, decorate your altar with summer flowers and fruit. Uh, have a picnic outside and right now with earth trying to kill us and, you know, put us all in a big timeout at the very least, really great time to go out and honor her and like sit in the grass and eat fruit and just be like, I love you. I hope you love me back. <laughs> Let ants crawl on you. Don't kill them. Um, I mean, maybe ideally don't do that. Don't, don't let them crawl on you, but don't kill them either. Um, this, as Ryan mentioned, this in the ancient times, in ancient times, white people would light wheels on fire, these big wheels, and they'd push them down hills into lakes and bodies of water to celebrate Litha. Which is perfect um, for me because like it's the end of my Wheel of Fortune year uh, on my oh, birthday, which is July 9th. Wow. Um, and so this is just a few weeks before the end of my Wheel of Fortune year, um, you know, as I move into... Oh gosh, why did I just forget? I got it written down. But anyway, so it's like a, this would be. <laughs> so I will probably, I, I will probably try to do a, I will probably try to do a symbolic transition, uh, 
of year to year transition, which ties in perfectly mm-hmm. with, with Litha in this particular case. Nice. Um, a really good idea too. Um, whatever you want, like money, love. I feel like I have to start shifting energy into love uh, soon because I now that my Uranus opposition is over, I'm starting to like feel the connection to the partner again. Like I'm starting to feel all that. That's also probably why this like painful breakup comes back because all my love was squashed. Like my feelings of romance, all that stuff. It's been off for over a year now. So. Um, I think uh, I will probably work some love magic on Litha. So ideally, you guys, when you wake up that day, whatever you want, money, love, whatever, you burn a candle with the appropriate color. I will be doing a pink one most likely, but you want to start burning it. Uh, I also ideally get like a big candle because if you can have a candle going all day while the sun is up to honor the sun, to work with the sun, that's going to be great. But light your candle, get outside by noon to do some weird shit. Um, and I was going to tell you some really fun herbs and things to work with. Um, cinnamon is really good for, for Litha. It's success, psychic powers, lust, love, protection. Blah, blah, blah. Um, it's, uh, if you carry a cinnamon leaf or burn it, you draw money to you. Um, mixed with myrrh can help you with work. Allspice is one I love. It fires up your determination for everything. You can also burn this to attract money. Basil is awesome. Basil brings love, money, protection. Like It makes people more sympathetic towards you. Um, it wards off confusion, fear, and weakness, and it brings in courage and strength. So um, it can also bring in money and help you not fight with your partner. Um, and Ryan, this was one thing that I wanted to tell you about basil because this is amazing. It can be used to invoke salamanders or communicate with dragons. So you what? obviously, yeah. What? You need to be working with basil. You should actually what? probably what? be trying to grow a basil plant. Wouldn't that be I amazing? I should be wearing a smock made of basil. And you totally should. Um, <laughs> I need to get some basil. And light myself up. You do. You should be growing a basil plant for real. I'm trying to get one right now, but it's hard to find organic stuff in the place where people don't even wear masks because they don't believe in climate change. They don't believe in COVID. Um, Okay, another good one. Bay leaf. Fucking love bay leaf. I put a bay leaf in every sugar jar I ever make. I'll probably actually do a a sugar jar um, for Litha. And guys, super anti-honey now, as you may have heard, don't don't use honey. Just let the bees do their thing. They're going to all be dead and then we die after they all die. Leave bees alone. Don't eat their fucking puke anymore, please. Um, but put maple syrup, which is way more expensive and way more powerful. A tree made it. It is converted into instant energy. It's actually good for our bodies. Honey destroys us. It's terrible for our bodies. Um, use use maple syrup in your in your sugar jars from now on. Um, but a bay leaf in your sugar jar, you can do a couple of, I always put a bay leaf in. I always write what I want on the bay leaf. You can also write your wishes on them and burn them to make them come true. But bay leaves attract romance. Um, you could carry them to protect you against taxes and curses. Every witch should have a fucking bay leaf in her wallet. Um, but one of my favorite, favorite things to work with is Damiana. And you can get it as a tea, you can get it as a liqueur, and it comes in a goddess bottle, and it's the Venus statue. Um, it's the, the little naked headless Venus with the boobs, with the really big boobs, um, and like the little healthy belly. Do you know what I'm talking about, Ryan, that Venus statue? Yes. Um, but they have a bottle shaped like that. So oh, I, I know drink about it. it all. <laughs> you do know about Damiana? 
No, I've known about that Venus statue ever since I was Oh, it's a good one. Well, after you drink the whole bottle slash slip it to people, I mean, it's not like menstrual blood. Like, it's not like menstrual blood. Slip it to people? What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm not, I'm misspeaking. If you mix a cocktail with Damiana and four with the intent of like, I'm hoping that you'll feel lubricated for me. And that works. And it's very innocent and it's not manipulative. Well, I would, I would, as a man, refrain from, from doing that. Um, Good for you. I wish I brought mine to order some. The, I uh, have a bottle stash in my apartment. I'm just not comfortable with like oh, a it's woman just an drinking anything that I have not fully disclosed the contents of. <laughs> no, good for you. Good for you. So it, it does work as an aphrodisiac. It's amazing. Um, I keep so many giant bags of Damiana because I use it so much for things. Um, it's good for prophetic visions, but it's really good for love and lust, which I have to have at this point in my life. Um, it's a sexual stimulant. Um, you can, you can actually even steep it in oil and use it as a lubricant, which is insane. I'm absolutely going to try this, uh, when I have someone to lubricate with again. Um, but you can use it for, Ryan, you can use it in tantra magic, um, sex magic, deep meditation, and Damiana opens all the chakras, but be very careful. Don't eat the leaves because they can destroy your liver, which should also tell you how potent it is. Oh my God. My mom has this weird little patch of yard behind the movie screen that she built. We, we watch drive-in movies out there. And, um, I want to do a total like nightshade poison garden back there. Also, oh my God, check this out. Remember the possum I told you about the night I did my Hakate and the possum came up to me. So Wait. we're out there. It's funny because if you watch- <laughs> Not uh, to poison anyone. <laughs> there's a Netflix series called The Last Kingdom, which is about Vikings and Saxons and stuff. And I love mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, I just finished season six of the show Vikings, which I believe is on AMC, but it's also on Prime. Anyway, I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but in some of these old Saxon-like palaces, they would have a very small section of the garden that did have poisonous plants. Yes. Because, for magic, not to feed to Well, for magic, plants. but also in the event, at least in the show, and I'm not sure if it's depicting history accurately or not, but it is interesting. Because if the capital was ever occupied by invaders like um, Vikings, you know, uh, the Norse, um, they could get those plants, like the women could get mm-hmm. those plants and they could kill themselves before being taken as slaves and things like oh, that. Oh, Just wow, by simply dropping, so like making some tea with it real quick. And the people yeah. wouldn't realize that they were doing that. Wow, that's so smart. I mean, fucking A. Um, I do want to, I want to plant that garden. But the other night we were watching at the drive-in outside. My mom, my brother, and I were watching, um, what's it called? It's The Vast of Night. Have you seen this yet on Prime? It's so good. It's a 1950s alien movie. And... The guy who made it is a genius. He's like, he's the new up and coming whatnot. I'm not even, I don't think he's made anything else before, but it's so good. Everybody should watch it. I loved it. Um, But while we're watching it out of the corner of my eye, it's all dark. And I see something moving in the dark and I am looking and it's totally dark, but it's like, there's something catching the light and it's big. And I'm like, that's my fucking possum. And it ran right across in front of the movie 
Like it, it like did not give a fuck. It wasn't afraid of the light. It wasn't afraid of us. And it was huge. And then my brother was like, oh, I have to tell you about the snake too. My brother's like, oh, that's a big possum. It's going to, it's going to hurt the dogs. And I'm like, it, your dogs are fine. That possum doesn't, it's come. I, and I told them, I was like, it came up to me the other night and they were like, it came up to you. And I was like, I wasn't going to be like, yeah, I was honoring the goddess of witches uh, in the, at 3am and dumping weird shit out in the road. And it, yeah, no, like I wasn't going to tell them what I was doing, but, um, my brother was scared of it because it was so big. And I was like, and then he's like, where does that live? Because this is a suburban neighborhood and this giant possum lives somewhere and feels totally comfortable just like being in this backyard. So um, I'm into it. I also fed a baby squirrel yesterday. Um, I was throwing shelled peanuts at it and it was gonna, it kept coming right up, Ryan, and it was gonna take the peanut out of my hand. And it then it didn't because I was throwing peanuts and it realized there were peanuts near it that it didn't have to come up to me for. But this other thing I was going to tell you that's super important. Um, the other night, when I, when I gave myself a reading, the, my guides were screaming at me to be pragmatic. Now is the time. I have to fix my credit. I'm going to be able to buy a house maybe next year if I do everything right. There's a lot. They have me like really studying and, and developing some stuff that I have been working on. And um, they kept telling me like pragmatic, pragmatic, and, and I'm never pragmatic. And, and they were like, it's now. This is the time. Now. You can't fuck up. And um, it felt like a lot of pressure, but then it, it really stayed with me. And then, and I knew too, I know too with magic and everything, with all these things, all these elements we can work with, like we can have whatever we want. The, the following night I'm outside and I'm watering everything. And um, it's the last night with my dog and she's out there with me. And I curl up the hose um, alongside the house and I see a little burnt orange snake, like a very young snake, and it's kind of writhing. And I realize the hose, I've curled it up on top of another piece of hose that has now pinned the snake like by its neck. And it has a lot of weight on it. So I try to lift up all the curled hose, but it's not working. I have to reach down and pick, because it's still there's still stuff on top of it. I have to pick up the hose right over the snake. I feel like I'm and talking I'm, to Snoop Dogg right now. <laughs> Why? I try to pick up these curled hoes and then I'm trying to look at these <laughs> hoes. I'm trying to pick up these hoes. Like it's Snoop. Like, <laughs> sorry, I was watching a Snoop oh, Dogg. I was Snoop seeing Dog. some, I was, I was digging into Snoop Dogg earlier today. So sorry about that. He's, so, calling, he's like, Trump's a fucking weirdo. Um, but, uh, he's right. But anyway, so you got this snake so that's trapped under a hose. I had to reach down and the whole time, like the thing is writhing. Like I see its belly at this point and it's, it's going to die. And I had to reach down to the hose right on top of it because I'm picking up all the hose and it's just too much hose and it's still pinned. So I reach down and I'm, I'm yelling, please don't bite me. And I lift up the hose and it goes running away. Like we're crawling. It doesn't have legs. It goes crawling away. And I was so high on coming that close to a wild snake. And in Florida, there are snakes here that can bite you and you die in 30 seconds. I think it's a coral snake that you don't want to, that you most don't want to be bitten by. I don't know what a burnt orange snake is. That could be a, a form of coral. I don't know. I had to go look. I went and I looked up all the snakes in Florida after this because I won't kill any fucking snakes. Um, but I also don't want to be bitten by the snake that I die from. I also probably would have picked that hose up if it had been a coral snake because working with Hakate, snakes are her jam. And I can't be responsible for killing a fucking snake on the on just on the other side of where her altar is, the other side of the wall where the Hakate altar is. That's not a coincidence. So um, 
the snake goes crawling away and I'm all exhilarated and high from, you know, risking a snake bite, possibly my life. And I, I immediately hear my guides and they're like, did you notice the color? And burnt orange is the color of being pragmatic. And they had showed me burnt orange a while back. I have a spirit guide who um, was knitting one time, a, a burnt orange square, which it was a time when she was saying like, you need to get pragmatic. And I did, and I turned a lot of my life around by being smart financially. So they send me this snake, I rescue it. I go inside and I'm telling my mom about it and I'm so happy and I'm, I'm explaining to her, I'm like, and it was burnt orange and the significance is that I have to get my shit together. <laughs> I sent this snake to really get the message home because I was so scared. I'm not scared. I'll hold a, a pet tame snake, but a snake in the wild, I've never been bitten by one. I do not intend to be. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I imagine your mom and you're like, I got to get my shit together. And your mom's like, I have Please. quilted you this burnt orange <laughs> blanket. <laughs> Please wrap yourself in this. Okay, so well, we're running out of time. So um, okay, so Litha, you guys, do your shadow work and then go celebrate with Litha. Go, go, bring love, bring money, fire yourself up. That's what it's all about. Get yourself fired up, and then yeah. um, don't you know, be hard on yourself too. If you are googling X's right now, that's part of this Venus retrograde that's almost over. It's almost over. So go deep with it and go look at the faces of the people who hurt you. And if you subconsciously curse them, well, they probably deserved it. Go easy on yourself. Hey, I'm enabling you. I'm trying to think what <laughs> I haven't even been. I guess I haven't spent much of any time at all recently thinking like occupying that space of, you know, exes or anything like that. I'm just been kind of, Last night, if I go outside at three in the morning, there's obviously no one outside. Um, that's like the one time just outside my front door or, or of my apartment complex where the moon is in view, mm -hmm. um, you know, to, to be able to see. I'm sitting out there last night. And I'm like, man, I've been here next month. I'll have been here nine fucking years at this apartment straight, which is the longest I've ever lived anywhere like straight through other than like the house. I don't even know if I lived in the house I was born in that long. Um, and like I had this immediate and then I like looked to my right down the sidewalk. I looked to my left and like I could see all like the ghosts of everyone I've known who's like come to visit me walking down the sidewalk and things like that. And I had this moment where I was just like, man, I got to get the fuck out of here. Wow. <laughs> like, um, but like but understanding that this place has served a purpose for me and it's where I needed to come back. And, uh, and so, you know, who knows what next year will be like, but, um, but it is interesting to think about like, you know, Litha coming up and trying to find that balance and, um, you know, and setting the intention for, you know, my new year, which is my uh, Leo year coming up, which yeah. is love and lust. And, um, you know, the fact that I haven't been focusing on love and lust at all, um, mm -hmm. you know, because I've been in, you know, we've all been in lockdown, I think is like, you know, giving me a good, you know, a good foundation for like, because I, you know, I, I anticipate the next year or something like it'll probably just like be an explosion of such things um, in some way or another. Now, love and lust for my work. And I'm not just talking about like, you know, a new partner, but uh, for life, for work for everything. So I'm excited and it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun day on the 20th to do all this stuff. And like, really, yeah. which I believe is Saturday. 
I think it's Saturday. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully you're free on Saturday and you can like devote a big chunk of your day to doing, you know, doing all this stuff. I know I'm going to be the fuck outside because as you know, I have a living situation that's changing dramatically here in a few days, which will free me to start going outside and doing things. Um, like hiking and stuff like that. So yeah. um, it's the perfect timing for Lisa and uh, to restore yeah, that balance. Uh, okay, yeah. cool. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you to the patrons. Uh, we had a great time doing our watch party, our Netflix mm-hmm. watch party last night. Um, I'm sure we'll do another one of those coming up at some point, uh, probably in July. And then, yeah. um, you know, thanks for everything. Uh, patrons obviously can watch the video of this episode. And then uh, shout out to to Dolly who made a cameo on the video of last uh, week's episode with Sarah when she was just standing there like staring at you uh, yeah it was really cute yeah Um, and then uh yeah where the magic uh, this is where the magic happens.com where magic happens on Instagram I'm at Rai Singh Angela's at lovable lovable (laughs) that's always so so many (laughs) lovable um and uh yeah so find us give us a follow on social media and all that good stuff and uh and, please yeah and just remember this shit is real